Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast. Undenied worldwide, the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams! Hello and welcome back to another LA Rams UK Podcast. It's actually episode 47. Uh, this is Aaron speaking. I and a couple of other guys on the team uh, join you this week uh, after a massive wildcard victory over the Seattle Seahawks 30-20 to talk about this game, the team and this upcoming divisional playoff game against the Packers will be Chris. Evening, how are we all? And Jordan. All right, how are we doing? All good, all good. So let's, uh, well, we played on Saturday, so it's a bit unusual to the normal uh, regular season on Sunday games. But uh, Chris, don't you kick us off initial thoughts with the win over the Seattle Seahawks? It was nice. Uh, definitely worth staying up till half past one in the morning for. Um, and that, that definitely makes it a little bit easier, obviously, when you're watching games over here in the UK. Going into the game, I was I was nervous. I think probably as most were looking at obviously how the last um, regular season game had gone. But when you actually started to see how we were doing it, and obviously we're, we're starting with Wolford, and obviously then the the issues that we've seen, obviously that that happened there, and we'll obviously probably come into that further on down the line. But probably after the first quarter, I didn't. I started to feel a little bit more confident to the fact that we could get them off the field quickly. Um, and we were shutting down their weapons, basically. Obviously, again, we'll probably come into it even in deeper further down the line. There's probably going to be comments about it. But, but Jalen Ramsey just effectively shut off Metcalf and they had nothing else really to, to hit us with. So it it just it felt like we were going to get the, the result quite early on. And as soon as we got that uh, scoreboard ticking over, I was confident that, we were just going to keep it going. Obviously, we never fell behind in the game as well, which was a definite positive. So it was a definitely nice place to be. It was good to see that um, lots of people were, were obviously backing us and, and obviously when Goff come into the game and there was some sceptics that you saw on social media, but I think he definitely proved himself in, in different parts of the ball. So that no, was good overall game and, and obviously we then march on. Brilliant. And uh, just a quick overview from you, Jordan. Yeah, um, no, it was it was relatively comfortable, um, kind of like Chris's after you know the particularly in the second half, obviously ten points in the end, but seven seven of those are, are pretty late. So yeah, again the defense done everything that you asked of them, all you could ask of them. Um, it allowed the offense to kind of stutter into life after obviously Wilford going gone down with the, the hit by Adams that somehow they picked the flag up on but uh, there you go um, Goff coming in obviously looking rusty needed a bit of WD-40 in the thumb maybe but um, you called out a thumb <laughs> yeah it's a giant toe yeah yeah it's obviously definitely t- not a thumb that anymore is it yeah. no no obviously it took time for him to get settled in Um you know, he done he done some things pretty well that he, he hasn't done, um, he ha- or he hadn't been doing the, the kind of last few games that he played. You know, he 
even managed to pick up a first down on on the on the ground. It was only you know it's only six or seven yards, but that's all you're kind of asking of them. You're not expecting them to be Lamar Jackson going sixty yards or whatever his touchdown run was at the weekend. But um, well, yeah, you said the the, uh, the having a guy potentially taking his job. Thought you better expand the skill set a little bit. <laughs> yeah, possibly, but again, it's it's. I mean, it's stuff that we've seen him do in previous years that he's just kind of almost mentally blocked out that you know he's not been able to do. Um, you know, but like I say, he kind of he managed it pretty well. Um, the injury and the game to be fair. Um, obviously, a pretty easy touchdown pass in the end to Woods, but you know, overall the offense obviously done enough to to expand the lead that the defence was helping to give them as well so it was kind of I think that kind of performance you know there's 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 three things I think and it's you know we'll see going into this weekend if it holds up but you know the offence if they don't turn the ball over which was that was the first time all season they didn't turn the ball over if they keep the scoreboard ticking over which they did yeah there was a few field goals initially but eventually we were getting the touchdowns and then you know the defence just let them be the defence you know if those three things happen the Rams could beat pretty much anybody it's just those first two points haven't necessarily happened all season so I think we saw a kind of not quite perfect because you know there's still things offensively you could do better but you know an ideal game for this Rams team I think yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it was just um, it was a weird one to sort of watch because being obviously going in with the second game, Warford still didn't know how he was going to perform in a playoff situation, and then what happened to him, and then Goff coming in and not sure how how well he's going to cope with it. Um, but uh, really, really carried by our, our defense, really, which was nice to see. Um, they seem to be on form at the moment, which is what we need going into the playoffs. I'm surprised we won thirty twenty really going into it. if 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 you said to someone you know we've got a backup quarterback he you know comes up ends up in an ambulance and golf with a dodgy thumb takes over you're gonna think we're gonna lose that one but it was um like you guys said to a degree it was made comfortable because of how good our our defense was and um you know it's handy that our our defense can not only just stop them but can score score points as well which really helps us out when when the offense stalls. Like you say, uh, Chris, I think you was um, sort of buzzing. You had to have a little bit of a sit down before you went to, <laughs> went to bed to calm yeah, down a little I bit. Couldn't, I couldn't go straight. To, I don't actually think I went to sleep till about two o'clock in the morning, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, I definitely needed a little bit of a... All the lights had gone off in the house. All I had was the telly on and it was a bit like woosah, stroking my earlobes, <laughs> just trying to chill out for a little bit. Um, but no, it... It was like that, wasn't it? I think it was some of the performances that, that were actually on the field were, were outstanding and they were talking during the game that obviously Wolford had gone off injured and Johnny Hecker then theoretically became the backup quarterback. But looking at how far Robert Woods threw that ball into the stand after he scored his touchdown, I think we've probably found our backup quarterback if Wolford goes down again because <laughs> that was one hell of a throw. <laughs> I'd love to see what Hecker was fit, what, what he was look, looked like on the sidelines, thinking, actually, I might have to go in here. Oh, he was, he's changing his helmet. He was, he was in. He was all in. <laughs> because I can't imagine they practised anything with him. Like, no, who knows? Just going back as well on what Jordan said as well in, in relation to the start of the game where you've got a couple of the field goals, 
it is nice to be able to get into that position and, and actually have the confidence that your kicker is going to put it over the sticks. And I think we've definitely found the right guy and it's taken a few kickers obviously to get there, but to actually put yourselves in that position to get there, it's definitely making us a, a stronger team because we're not having to force it because we don't actually know what we've got to do to get the ball there. Yeah, for sure. I think I've already taken it for granted now because he's been so consistent mm. um, sort of falling into, but yeah, you're right. It's a, a massive difference, especially where you know it feels like the offence haven't been uh, raising their game recently. But uh, talking about the offence, how about our uh, rookie Cam Akers? Stepped up. Stepped up big time. 131 rushing yards and 45 receiving. Uh, looking good. I think, is that the, um, is that like a second, is that a record? Was it like second most for a rookie in the NFL history? Uh, Playoff? No, it was, I think it was a Rams rookie record. Um, I think it was third all-time scrimmage yards in the Super Bowl era. I think he had the most in the first half, but obviously kind of slowed down about the second half. He might have taken a bit of a knock um, in the second half, which maybe come on to. Um, although I haven't really seen much about him, to be fair. Um, but, you know, it was mainly, I think Malcolm Brown was mostly there out at the end. So, But yeah, yeah obviously still pretty impressive. Um, you know, I think most of these receiving yards came in that one play, which was, again, one of the things that, You've just been saying that's that's all we want from you, uh, Jared. We just he, he manoeuvred out of a sack in the pocket, stepped up and just threw the, the check down. No stupid pass that that turns into an interception or you know just thrown it away. Just he just checked it down to the running back and you know Cam Akers done the rest right down the sideline. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of them. It's it's kind of weird that it's taking them. You know, or well, it's. it's it's a bit unfair in him. He wasn't getting the opportunities, certainly. Obviously, the coaching staff held him back, you know, whether they didn't they didn't think he was ready or whatever, but obviously the last few few weeks or towards the end of the season, uh, minus getting the, the injury, missing the one game, you know, he's been he's been by far the most productive uh, running back we've got. Yeah, for sure. And when, as soon as Goff came into the game, it did almost feel like, because he didn't start off very well, I don't think, but as, as expected, but um, with his thumb and so forth. But I, I couldn't help but get that nervousness about like the pocket, you know, falling in on him. And he's never, it doesn't seem like he's been very good at that. Sort of recognised it. So I don't know. I mean, one week whether he's sort of watching Wolford on from the sidelines, moving around and picked up picked up anything in a matter of a week that could help him or not. But uh, like you say, he did it a couple of times. He he managed to move maneuver around and and make a play out of it. So that was good. Well, do you not think it's something that we've been speaking about for a number of weeks and it's, an, it's something that I've spoken about a couple of times is that he's needed somebody to push him. Mm. And actually, yeah, he was quite... It wasn't that he was... Yeah, the thumb was probably hurting him. He's probably had some serious painkillers. But he played the, pretty much the whole game. So he probably could have started the game. So is that protecting an injured player or was he... And this might be a question for that, or was he benched? And is that the kick up the backside he's actually needed to say look we need a bit more from you Jared do you know what I mean I don't know um, I mean overall you have to say when you look at some of the passes he threw there was one in particular over the middle of Woods that just came out completely wrong yeah um, and yet that's that's obviously thumb related I don't know I, I th- it always seems like the person that doesn't want to make excuses for himself which is you know it's admirable but I'd be making as much excuses as I, I could <laughs> myself. Um, 
12 days off surgery but you know I think he spoke about it's his thumbs it was like functionability or something like that it was a word like that and you know I kind of understand what he means if you've ever like you know you've had like a a sprain or anything or you've you know you've staved is that is that a Scottish word staved or does everybody use that it's like no it's a Scottish word yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know but like jammed your finger or something it might not not necessarily be painful but you don't feel that you've got the full movement of it um, and that's I think what he was trying to say he had but um, you know <laughs> I, there was people in the media obviously trying to make it as a benching but I think the f- oh, I'm not really sure because it's now it's kind of come out that McVeigh made the decision really early in the week but it just obviously never came out and you know Maybe he was just wanting to get. Maybe he just assumed that you know the, the the thumb was going to be a major issue. So, you know, let's get a full week in the building with John Wilford as the starter. So there's no messing about. You know, there's no worry about what the game plan might be or having two game plans. It'd be one game plan. So, like, I think people are going to spin it whatever way they want. Me personally, I think McVeigh's just taking this the safe approach of. You know, there's no chance you can be ready to to go into Seattle and throw this ball. You know, potentially 40, 50 times if we need you to. Um, let's just go with the safe option, the guy that's healthy, and that's my my view on it anyway. Mm. Yeah, and we'll obviously we'll go on to what we'll see in the next coming days. I'm sure McVeigh's going to do something similar this week, considering what happened in the game with Wolford, and um, like it doesn't look like if you happen to Goff's thumb any further so he might have the same sort of I mean do you think he's already decided already with those two or it's too early I mean we, I don't even know what extent he was injured Wolford but he's probably going to do the same thing and he ain't going to announce it till game day I don't no. think he'll announce anything. I think the one that he'll maybe keep close, to, more close to his chest is the Aaron Donald situation and you could probably play it on the same basis to the fact that you don't know if he's going to play or not Mm. Well, I cool. think it's to be fair on Donald he's already said that he expects me to play so yeah. but I mean the the Wilford one obviously he got took away in an ambulance and but came back so it looks like it was just precautionary but you know can certainly use that all week if he wants um, I, I've just got a feeling that if he's healthy it's going to be Wilford again just which um, maybe maybe leans more into the benching uh, way of thinking but mm. you know just uh, I, I'm, I'm not really sure I'm, I'm as confused as everybody else now <laughs> yeah well, we're quite we're only a few days away from the actual Seahawks game so I mean, there's plenty of days left for that to be revealed I guess and progress to be up, updated to us in terms of injuries but uh, Wilson I mean we've always had always had good results against Seahawks and I think this is the Second time we've played them in the playoffs, and we're actually two and zero, and it was both at their ground. Um, he doesn't, as much as scary as Wilson is for us, he doesn't seem like Aaron Aaron Rodgers, for example. We will get on to is a similar player to me anyway, in terms of he can escape and run around, and obviously can fry it around as well. Um, but he's a lot scarier than scarier than Russell is for me because we always seem to have one over the Seahawks. It feels like. And uh, and that was what it was like this Saturday as well. He just, he got, I mean, how many sacks were there? Do we have that on hand? Six, I think. In that game. And we had, what, before that, we had 
something like nine, wasn't it? We said in the last podcast, in the first two games, or something silly. No, sorry, it was five on Sunday, I think, or uh, Saturday. Five, yeah. I think it was, I think I made it 17 on the season, possibly. I think I heard, read that number. Yeah. So, I mean, they really got impact, our defence. So, I mean, it's a a beautiful thing to watch, our defence. Especially (laughs) that, especially that, um, I mean, everyone's been going on about, but the D Williams interception on the screen. How about that? It was quality, wasn't it? And it's like they said on commentary, he'd been waiting for that pass since kickoff, and he just read it completely. And that's what he's done all season, isn't it? In the end of the day, he's, he's read the passes. He's, he's got got the, the was it three pick sixes. So he's he's done really well, and he's he's definitely when you actually look across the board on that defense at the moment, you don't see a weak link, and that's what we've been trying to get to. Um, and the position that we've always been trying to get to, obviously, but there's just no weak link there. And it doesn't matter which side they throw the ball. There's there's people that can make a play. And when you've got a, a mild-mannered, shy gentleman called Jalen Ramsey on the other side of the field, Williams can step up. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he and Ramsey handled his business, as usual. <laughs> nice to see. I mean, he, he doesn't do himself, it, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he he does it about right though, doesn't he? He's like he's a bit leery, but he's not like too much in their face about it. Do you know what I mean? I like he waits for them to walk away, and he does like a little cheeky dance behind them, <laughs> sort of thing. So he gets away with it to a degree. Um, but Metcalf did himself no favors for you know having a uh, a strop, a, a strop. Yeah, being called a baby, the, the old dummy thing. He's having the right sulk, and that's when that's just before that pick happened, wasn't it? So they tried the force it to him is is the storyline. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know if Williams was covered if he did miss that, <laughs> whether they would have taken it to the house or not because of that. Um, but yeah, it worked out for us in the end. And uh, a storyline that is continuing for us is the old, uh, which I know, Jordan, you like to post up the old Simpsons, 37-0 and when leading at half-time since 2017. So, yeah. yeah. Continues. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's just one of one of them. It's gonna. I mean, it was no, the the start was nowhere for about the first thirty two games, and then that's <laughs> <laughs> nowhere. But um, yeah, it's you know, it's it's, it's one of them. It's gonna going to keep mentioned until it, it eventually ends at some point. If it's going to end, at least hopefully it's not in the playoffs or or whatever. But you know, a, a meaningless. Week seventeen game next season when you've already secured the number one seed or something, but um, yeah, it's just it's, it's a testament to the the coaching staff. To be fair, you know you you often talk about second half adjustments if you're behind, but you need to still make adjustments if you're if you're in the lead and you know keep keep the concentration levels and and performance levels through the full sixty minutes. So it's it's you know it's one that McVeigh should be should be proud of. We've spoke about it a few times, haven't we? The adjustments that the coaching staff have made or put forward d- during this season have been superb, I think. And where we've got to in, in various different games because of what they've done at halftime. And you can see the change and the, the impetus and, and the intensity. So there's definitely something there in it and it, it's all and we spoke about it and it's a mentality thing isn't it if the players read into it and they they want to protect it then it's 
can only be good. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot easier to keep your lead and try and get one back. So, um, just on top of that, uh, just looking at a few fun facts, and it's apparently Darius Williams is the first Rams player to do a pick six in a playoff game since uh, Aaron S. Williams. Sorry, I just missed, uh, missed that. And since the 2001. So, that was a good year, which we won't go into. But yeah, fun fact. Um, cool. So, um, any other pointers on this game you want to talk about? I mean, I think the only the only kind of other one is obviously we've spoke about Cam Akers getting all the yards, but I think that's you can't underestimate how big a part Andrew Whitworth coming back was. Um, uh, massive, massive. I don't think it's I don't think it's a coincidence that the running game all of a sudden reappears mm-hmm. as a six foot eight. Nine, whatever it is, <laughs> large human being on the left side of your of- offensive line reappears as well. Um, you call him that? <laughs> oh, physically. I mean, <laughs> uh, I came to end of the scene. If you follow him on Instagram, you know it's not that's not a, a fat jibe, it's far from it. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's come back in what's eight weeks or something after tearing to two ligaments or at least damaging two ligaments and at 39 years of age it, it's remarkable um, so hopefully he's come out of that clean he obviously he didn't play the last few snaps either but I think it was just McVeigh pretty much you know said felt like the game was wrapped up and, and I think Noteboom came back in so um, you know hopefully he comes out of that game clean and can can go again on on Saturday because you know if we we need a repeat of that uh, that running game this weekend. Yeah, I'm glad actually you brought that up because that was the big difference, was it? Week before we didn't have what Whitworth, Brockers, and Cup Cup returned obviously after the COVID list, and uh, you know he did back to his usual self, um, slotted right back in behind Woods on the on the on the uh, yardage, but uh, evenly shared between them two. Um, so it was nice to see him. Obviously, it wasn't an injury as such, but uh, back in. So, um, yeah, no, good point, Whitworth. I'm, I'm absolutely amazed at how quick he's come back, considering you think you take into consideration age. And I don't even know if like, size comes into it, like the amount of weight on it, if you know what I mean, that um, would delay recovery. But uh, unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. Chris, any as, anything? As Joe. Yeah, I think I've got to agree with Jordan. I think I follow the guy on Instagram as well, and from what he actually put his body through to get himself in that position, spending hours and hours and hours on end doing the, the physiotherapy, spending hours yeah. and hours a day in saunas. Well, he wants it, and, doesn't he? He's like, if, oh, if we're going to the playoffs, I'm not missing out on this potentially again last well, this season. Is a, this is something I was going to say, and again, I've not read any of the questions. This might be in there as well, but has he got himself in this position because he thinks this could be it for him and he didn't want to miss it? And and again, I think that gives him a little even more hunger to actually perform when he gets onto the field because, like that Jordan says, there's no coincidence that Cam Akers did what he did or all the running backs did what they did when he's there. I think it might have even been Malcolm Brown's, one of Malcolm Brown's runs that you just seen he completely killed their side, his side of, the, of their offense, to make open up a massive lane. So it's the guy's unbelievable, and he's he's definitely in the running for, for the Walt Payton Trophy as well. I think, and from what you've seen from a lot of people, it's 
he's definitely in that that fold for it, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think last year he was umming and ahhing about coming back, wasn't he? And then he and then he decided. So it wasn't like he was definitely coming back. So it could be the last year. We'll we'll have to see. So I mean, I mean, he's a, obviously a competitor, going you know up to thirty nine, still playing. So he's clearly not going to miss out on another chance. Consider, I don't think he ever he never got to the playoffs, did he? With the Bengals. No, he so, got there. They got there several times. He never won in the playoffs. Oh right, okay, that won in the playoffs. That's it. That was the record with Marvin Lewis. They got there like seven times and never won, or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, so he's obviously eager to succeed in the playoffs. Cool. I mean, so coming out of that game, we mentioned people that came just then about who came back. Um, we had some injuries um, already mentioned in uh, Walford uh, with his neck. Did we find out if it was a uh, like a spine or collarbone or anything? Regarding that injury, I know they've just put a stinger, but was no, that a bruising? I don't think, it's, don't think it's anything serious. So, st- stingers just, I don't, I don't really know. The what is a stinger? <laughs> I, know, I know from playing football, like a trap nerve or something. A stinger is like, where you get a ball to the inside of the thigh. <laughs> like a, you know, like a, de- like a dead leg would be. Yeah. yeah. On a different area of the body. I think it's something like that, but. Uh, the fact that he was out of hospital in time to be back in the locker room for the after after game celebrations tells you it was nothing nothing yeah. serious. Yeah. So it's probably going to be pain management more than anything. Yeah. I just weren't sure whether the propaganda for Green Bay was already starting at that point. So they had to prepare for Wolford, if you know what I mean, but maybe that's a bit too much effort. So um yeah, Cup. Uh an issue with his knee that he actually had surgery on, but uh apparently it's it's again similar to Wolford. It's not a big deal. It shouldn't it's a day to day thing, but should be okay. I I kind of miss this one. I, I I've seen it happen, but he, there didn't seem to be any sort of contact. It just seems to be during a play, he kind of stopped dead. I don't know. It's I think that's probably out of all of them, the one that kind of worries me the most because the knee always is the problem for most, isn't mm. it? But definitely, and then. Going into Green Bay and you're effectively entering the Arctic. It's you're not going to warm that up, are you? No, well, it's an injury called well, it's like bursitis or something like that. I've never actually mm, heard of that. You tried. I could work it about to announce that. <laughs> um, Bad knee. That's what I went with. <laughs> yeah. But ironically, after you've talked about, he's not going to get heat in it. Apparently, cold's good for it. So. Oh, okay. Um, this, this is why I'm a doctor. I think it's like a. It's, don't know. I, I, well, I followed the, the doctor guy on uh, on Twitter who, who can diagnose an injury within three seconds of it happening. <laughs> quite it's a bit like, a bit like he's the equivalent of you for commentating football games. Yeah, <laughs> but she's got a degree. Um, yeah, the, he said that you can... I, I think it's like a build-up of fluid as well that, that forms with it. So I think that if, he, if he's had surgery on it, I didn't, I didn't see that, but if, that's probably what it is, just removing fluid from it. Sounds mm. nice. Yeah. And then Donald, uh, they believe it's... Um, oh, Again, it's, one that sounds painful. It's muscle. It's similar to, it. Is it similar to what happened to Acres? It's like the cartilage. Yeah, rib cartilage. Which, you know, Donald's going to... He's bloody... Um, well, when you've got the amount... The, the, the body that he has around that area, I don't think he'll have much issue with it. And he'll be... There'll be some sort of painkiller injections, probably, and it looked like he was ready to come back into the game in, in the second half, or, or after he'd done it anyway. If I'm honest, but I think it was a, 
a management situation to the fact that we don't need him to. Let's just yeah. keep him out of the game. Well, I and think. let's face it, look, I think the, the, the guys that stepped in managed Seattle, so they Definitely. didn't need to. They just, you know, it was lucky, not that you obviously always miss Donald, but that aside, like they, they just took care of business when he when he went off. So there was no need to rush him back in as such. Um, so that was good. And then, uh, uh, was there any other injuries other than those? Oh, David Edwards on the offensive line, wasn't it? Achilles tendonitis. I mean, I don't think he's he's day to day as well. And potentially, of Bobby Evans, I think would step in for him. I don't remember feeling too terrible about Bobby Evans. Has has he performed so far this year, Jordan? Um, well, he's he's mostly been back up this year, but no, there was no didn't seem to be any drop off when he when he came in anyway. So I think the the offensive lines, you know, it's one of them. The, the interiors seems pretty interchangeable. To be fair, you know, the likes of Corbett had a really good game on on Saturday, but you know, there's maybe it's you know by far the, the weakest area of the of the offensive lines. Those those interior spots, so. Um, I don't think we'll see a huge drop off, if any, to be honest. Mm. And do our are we in terms of our run game? Have we noticed that we tend to go outside outside zone rather than up the middle for our runs? Well, we're, we're a you know a zone or gap scheme team, so it's never going to really be runs between the tackles for the most part. So it's always going to be going to be usually outside with the with the offensive line moving as well so yeah that's that's the scheme that we kind of run let's have a little look at the predictions while we're here as we wrap up that game uh the the playoff week one wild card we had six games didn't we so first up we had uh, on our list is the colts versus the bills and uh, the bills have gone through to the division round everyone had bills uh, poor Indy there and uh, then we had the Browns versus the Steelers and that was a mixed bag uh, the Browns pulled that win off and only Tony and Jordan uh, got that one right so Jordan's slipping a point ahead of you there Chris after that game yeah just wait and then, and then you had uh, Baltimore uh, Ravens versus Tennessee Titans we all got that well, no, Chris got uh, one, right? on. there we go. <laughs> Chris got the only one to get that one right. So he's See, back you need to what? I had that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we had uh, Bears versus the Saints, which was the day after, which we were obviously keeping an eye on because that depended whether we played the Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And uh, New Orleans Saints came away with a win on that one. So, uh, and, and did we watch the coverage that's, that was on the TV or did we watch the Nickelodeon coverage? I, I saw a couple of clips of the Nickelodeon. <laughs> I saw the end zone what is it, slime. slime. Brilliant. And, uh, and, and Sean, Payton, Sean Payton getting gunged at the end. There's a lot oh, of people that, that would have liked to have chucked a lot more stuff over him than that. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, a particular incident, wasn't there, I heard about? I think a, a player's been picked up saying... Uh, a few swear words on the mic as the Nickelodeon uh, were broadcasting it. So, uh, <laughs> that's the problem when you've got no one in the stands. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think he just walked past the ref as the ref was announcing something and he just, uh, you know, effed them whatnot. So, um, yep, so the New Orleans Saints won that one. And then, obviously, we all picked the Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. And then, lastly, uh, Buccaneers and Washington, we all picked the Bucks. 
So after that game, the lead, the table is yeah, Jordan and Chris on 63 points. Second on their own is Rob with 57 points. Then it's Tony on 55 points. Yeah, Tony came out of nowhere at some point in the season. I swear he was about 20 behind everyone at one point. But Someone uh, else started picking the game for him, that's why. <laughs> anyway, he picked last, didn't they? That's what happened. <laughs> and then Thomas slid into the only person to be right at the bottom with 53 points. So I've managed to escape the bottom there this week. So um, looking ahead then for divisional uh, games, we have obviously the Rams versus Green Bay, which we'll get into. Uh, we have Ravens and the Bills, Browns and Chiefs and the Buccaneers and the Saints. So um, I'll just read out our results and obviously we can discuss. So uh, Ravens and the Bills, everyone's gone with the Bills apart from me. I decided to go Ravens, uh, just mix that up. Everyone's gone for Kansas City Chiefs against the Browns. And uh, we've got a mixed bag for the Buccaneers in New Orleans. We've got Chris with the Bucks, Tony with the Bucks, and Tom and Jordan, myself and Rob have gone the Saints. Now, the game that matters is obviously our game, which we've all gone with the Rams apart from Jordan. Jordan, we discuss. might as well start. Yeah, discuss. Go. Yeah. Um, well, I just... I think that the... I spoke about the three points of... Um, you know, the, the, the kind of three things that I think the Rams... If they do well, they, they they can beat pretty much anyone. I just think points points one and two, which were the offensively not turning the ball over, and um, you know keeping the scoreboard ticking over, whilst three points and whatever was enough to to you know three points here and there. I think what our first two two or three scores, yeah, two scores were were field goals. I think if you do that against uh, Aaron Rodgers, no matter how good their defense is. Um, you're you're potentially going to be struggling. So yeah, that's well. I obviously love to be to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah. um, so do I because I get more points in the prediction list. Yeah. <laughs> Don't win anything at the end of it, mate. Yes, yeah. we do. Oh, was it? What's that? Was it? Oh, Tony. Tony, pa- Tony pays for a trip to LA. You don't remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I've forgotten about that. It's got no chance of winning it. I just forgot. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right. Their offense is uh, number one scoring offense with 66 total touchdowns. The Green Bay Packers leading the league there. And um, just to summarize, they 13 free record in the regular season, number one seed in the NFC. Uh, they're, they're actually, like I said, number one in scoring offense, but ninth in defense, which is a glimmer of hope there for us. Um, do you know what? Funny enough, I mentioned 2001 earlier. I found a nice fun fact, which I won't jinx like Jordan didn't try to but we last played the Packers in a divisional matchup and won 45-17 so it happens in 2001 fun fact number two for you there you're on fire <laughs> and including I, was watching, go on, no, go on. I was watching Good Morning Football today and um, they are well the media are hyping up the, the Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams battle Mm. Um, and actually some of them are, are coming out and saying that if actually if Jalen Ramsey does shut him out where else does Rodgers go with the ball well it's massive um, because I mean looking at their offence it looked like they've got 48 passing touchdowns 16 rushing now compared to us we're like 50-50 I think we've had 20 passing 19 rushing 
So they're heavily reliant on the passing game. Yeah. And obviously, like you say, Devontae Adams, he's got 1,374 yards. So, like you say, Ramsey shuts him down. Well, that's it. Then he's got to go to his, his other progression and that's where we can then hopefully start moving the ball. And f- from things that you've read in relation to, to the defence that we've got, we that defence can shut any team out. And Brandon Staley will be scheming it up right now as we speak to, to be able to beat that that offence. It's exactly as Jordan says, though, that our offence has then got to do the job as well. And I think we could, if we shut them down, we, we've got to turn turn the clock and turn the scoreboard. But I think, uh, as I say, turning the clock, I think if we can try and win that possession battle, keep Rodgers on his, on his backside, that's where we will also win the game. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Jordan? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, on on Adams, you know, like Chris, Chris says, you know, well, or one of you said, sorry, I can't remember, he's, you know, Adams had 1,374 yards, but he only played 14 games, so he averaged 98 yards a game, scored 18 touchdowns, so he's averaging more than a touchdown a game. I, I read a stat um, today. I think the Rams had only given up 17 touchdown passes all season, mm. and he scored 18. So, you know, if, if Ramsey keeps him to 50 yards and a touchdown, he's done well, mm. which is which is the, the the size of his task um, this this weekend. So, if anybody's going to shut him down, it's going to be Ramsey. But you know, I, I think people need need to, need to realise what, what he's coming up against might be a step up from even, you know, Hopkins and Metcalf that this year. So look I think you know, about we've kinda of spoke about when you look at the, the drop off after Adams, the next highest receiver was Marquez Valdez Scantlin and he'd six hundred and ninety yards. Mm. So yes, if you manage to shut off Adams it's going to be a lot easier, but it doesn't mean that you know if Ramsey holds holds Adams to fifty yards or less or whatever that the Rams are going to automatically win. The running game, whilst you know it's obviously they've got Rogers, so it's going to be passing a lot more. It's it's not you know completely redundant. You know Aaron Aaron Jones is a good running back. They've also got Jamal Williams there as well. Um, and even AJ Dillon, I think against the was like I don't know if it was the Bears game he had he had you know pretty much all of his yards for the season in that game. So you know they've got options there as well. I think the game is the game at the end of the day is going to come down to how good our offense performs on the day. And kind of like last week, we uh, <laughs> it was a lot of hypotheticals, um, and it still is again this week, unfortunately. Whether it's Wilford or, or Goff or whatever, so you know, uh, like I said, there we, we can't be. I don't think we can be scoring three this week. Every other, every other drive or mm. two drives in a row, it's going to need to be touchdowns. Um, you know, again, although I've although I've picked the Packers, it's kind of more more to not let myself get too high. Well, um, I think you, along with probably every bookie. Yeah, pick the Packers. So it's not exactly an unwise choice. I mean, the best a seven-point favorite with the with the bookies, um, which obviously they don't always get it right. But you know, if if those if those two things I've said, the, the offense doesn't turn the ball over, they can keep the scoreboard tipping over, but with more touchdowns this week, and the defense 
plays the game of the season so the Rams can win this but you know considering that we've played 17 games and the offence hasn't turned the ball over just once and one of those uh, sorry just you know for one of those games they haven't turned the ball over to expect them to do it two weeks in a row might be pushed a little but you know it's I'm not giving them no chance far from it they've got a, a really good chance if if you know those three things happen so here, here's hope that, that this is the week that finally the offence puts it all together yeah definitely and hopefully if Goff comes in and starts with an extra week on his farm um, uh, he'll, he'll perform a bit better with rather than the sort of balls that he were throwing at the weekend all over the sort of spinning I don't know what the spin it wasn't any spiral at all I don't think it was just sort of <laughs> flying around uh, any sort of spin but um yeah, no, we've, we've uh, Devontae Adams being the number one receiver, and I mean, you, you named a couple of other wide receivers that Ramsey marked. He's got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, so you know, I'm sure any back, you know, second or third string wide receiver is gonna gonna get it in the, the tightest of windows with him throwing it. So um, we've got to try and keep him uh, to a uh, effectiveness down to a minimum. Uh, one thing I, I was looking at um, comparing both our uh, Rams and the Packers is. Tackles, which um, and Jordan, you might know more about this than me, but I've seen that Rams are fourth with a uh, one thousand one hundred twenty-seven, and the Green Bay are twenty ranked twenty-fourth with one thousand twenty-one. So, I mean, if you're low on tackles, I mean, that's not necessarily down to passing or just down to rushing alone, is it? Typically, um, no. Well, it's just to do with how good their offense is compared to our offense. Number one scoring offense in the league. They're not the, the, their defense isn't going to be on the field as much. Good, very good um, <laughs> so that's that's what that's down to uh, more than anything. And oh yeah, sorry, go back to um, the, the like Rogers. When you look at the one major um, the one major fault that their defense had against uh, the Seahawks was was the Metcalf touchdown and the broken play. Um, that's Aaron Rodgers' specialty. Mm. So they really need to be wary of of the the scramble uh, drill, as they call it. Um, you know, the, the, the pretty sure the Packers work on it every practice. Um, you know, also Rogers loves to get the the free play, the the jumping offside. Which, to be fair, the the defense they were actually really good at. The Seahawks tried it several times, and and they didn't jump once. But you know, Rogers is twice as good as MD in the league at the hard count and getting people to jump offside and whatnot. So very good at catching you with twelve men on the field as well. Yeah. Um, and that's something we've we've wasted time out to thinking probably the last three games. Where yeah, I didn't quite get the uh, it might not be exactly the, sorry, go on, Chris. Oh, no, we've oh. wasted it on the on the defence a couple of times where we've not got the play into it and actually on the shot on the, the clock of, of Goff actually not getting the ball away quick enough. Yeah. Mm. There was a point where they had to stop the play because we weren't allowed to sub. What? Can you explain they, that? They'd made well, a substitution sub. and we didn't have enough time to cover that change. Right. Well, so if they go to sub, what sort of late? Well, if the offense makes a substitution, obviously, say they had three tight ends and you know a running back in, and then they changed to wide receivers everywhere. You know, yeah. obviously you're going to you're not going to have any cornerbacks in the field really. So they need to give you an opportunity to match up what they've done. So oh, it's in like a ten ten second sort of window or something for you to 
Uh, I'm not sure in the time, but generally the referee just comes in and stands over the ball and yeah. doesn't let them doesn't let them uh, snap the ball. So uh, yeah, that's that's what that was about. Got yeah, cool. So um, yeah, so it's obviously at their ground, going to be cold. Isn't this where usually Goff's hands, for some reason, come into an issue? Not <laughs> Normally, gonna to- not going to be silly cold though, from what I've seen, minus two. Yeah, but when you've came from California, that's has been <laughs> minus sixty. I wonder if uh, Cup's been spending time down there all week because of his knee, <laughs> needing a bit of the cold on it. But um, no, so like you say, we're doing this on a Tuesday again this week, so we're bound to get more news on on those guys as the week goes on. Probably not the quarterback situation. Um, but uh, yeah, any any final words on the on the divisional game against Green Bay, guys? Um, no, not, not really. It's again, again, it's kind of, it's not, it's not great when you're trying to talk about a game and you don't even know who your quarterback's going to be. But you know, whoever it is, they just need just don't turn the ball over. Just keep the chains moving. You know, even I know I've said keep the scoreboard ticking over, but you know, I, th- I think we can't afford. You can't be affording three and outs in your own territory here, because you know, Hecker. I don't know if it's that 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 um, tackle he got the penalty and the the division game against Seattle the one where the guy came in late right on his standing leg but his, his punting on, on Saturday there wasn't great so no. we can't be affording to get you know pinned in in our own 20 yard um, area our own red zone if you like um, and you know giving the ball back to Rogers with a short field so you know it's not a you know Again, I've picked Packers, but if the offense doesn't turn the ball over, can keep the chains moving, then we'll, we'll certainly get a chance for the defense that we've got. Good stuff, Chris. Any any final thoughts? No, I definitely agree with that. And for for me, and and someone obviously growing up through the years of of where the these quarterbacks have been in, Aaron Rodgers has actually been one of the quarterbacks who I've I've probably watched the most. I, I'm not one of these Tom Brady. One of these that everyone thinks he's great. I think he's a bit of a. Anyway, moving on. Um, so yeah, to to see us shut him down would be would be fantastic. And and I think I agree with Jordan. I think the defense, like I said, could confront up to anybody if we keep moving that ball and and keeping their offense off the field. And if they do come onto the field, making sure that we're obviously sticking to the jobs, doing the task, and and doing what probably. Brandon Staley, who, from what you understand, is probably the hottest property for every head coaching job out there, which, from what you read at the moment, there seems to be about 14 head coaching jobs out there at the moment. Um, we just need to keep on doing exactly what we're doing. And, yeah, why why can't we go out there and win it? Sure. I mean, yeah, just all I'd say is that our defence is hot right now. They just keep doing what they're doing. It gives us a chance, really. So, um like Jordan says, as long as we don't turn it over, we've, we've got a fighting chance. Um, talking of Brandon Staley, has there been any more people trying to poach him that we've seen? Um, no, just the, I think it's still just the two, and he's he's done both interviews um, for them. Which That's how he interviewed really bad. He'd done, on the, he'd done the Sunday. So, I mean, there's a potential that he's fallen asleep during these because... You know he's played to played to, or well not played, but he's coached on the the Saturday. Um, I'm sure there was a bit of celebration going on for the coaches, maybe not as much as the players. You know he's well. into two, two. I think they last like four hours or or whatever. 
you know, four hours interviews over Zoom, so he might have fallen asleep during one of them, hopefully, um, from a selfish <laughs> point of view. Yeah. No, I think he, from what I've what I've read, I think people are saying potentially it's a year too soon because in theory, he was only a linebackers coach last season. So to to, to jump straight into it, they're, they're thinking potentially it could be a year too soon. I'm not sure. Well, hopefully he sees Selfishly. it that way as well. Yeah. Hopefully he sees it that way, and hopefully he thinks well, you know, with McVeigh being young and and the um, I can't remember his name now. Sorry, Kevin, come and help me out. Offensive. Cool. Yeah, maybe them being a sort of young dream team for a couple more years and, you know, get a few more... Uh, well, it just popped up on my phone a minute ago that it's four years ago to the day that we hired McVeigh. That's unreal, isn't it? And he's, what, only 34 still? <laughs> <laughs> he's not bad, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> but he didn't wear the, the white jump, the white hoodie, which he said was the bad problem. <laughs> I was going to say, he's... I wonder if he's picked up with this 37-0 and half-time... Um, yeah, winning at, uh, once he's leading at half time, whether he's kept up some sort of weird, uh, like, he's got I don't know. The same like, boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same one, <laughs> like, unwashed or something like that. I don't know. But, um, okay, cool. So this, this, uh, this Saturday is the Green Bay Packers at 9.35 p.m. So not a silly time for us, okay time. So hopefully we'll be celebrating early in the morning again for that game. And, uh, well, let's move on to some questions, if that's all right. I'll, I'll have a look at some of the the Twitter ones we've got coming in. Um, first one we've got from Scott Kirkwood. It says, what areas do you think we can expose in the Packers? Their red zone defense, defense isn't great, so hopefully we can capitalize on that. I mean, our red zone ain't that great on the offense, is it? No, it's, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a problem for, for most of the most of the season. Um, look, I think in terms of exploiting, <laughs> I think um, I, th- I think we're, we're we're probably on offensively going to be more worried about going, doing the basics right um, than looking. You know, maybe in t- maybe in two thousand seventeen, two thousand and eighteen, you could be talking about oh, what's 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 this team's weakness, what's that team's weakness. But you know, we we know what McVeigh can do. Um, we saw you know. He, People would probably say it was pretty dangerous, but I, I was reading a stat earlier. I think it was like seven of the first nine passes or something targeted uh, Jamal Adams, who he obviously thought was a bit of a weakness in, in coverage, um, considering he's pretty much a linebacker these days. Um, and I don't think he had an interception all, all season. So, look, McVeigh, if there is a weakness there, McVeigh, McVeigh's going to find it. Um, but, yeah, I think... I haven't really looked, to be honest. I'm more worried about the Rams doing the basics right than... than I was going to say, it's more about us not exposing our weakness more than anything, um, rather than looking at them, maybe. So, um, Chris, anything to add to that? No. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> Simple one from Nick Henderson. Let's just get a yes or no. Does Goff start on Saturday, Chris? Yes. Jordan? Um, I'm going to go no. Okay. Sorry, I'll go with no as well. Sorry on that one. Matthew Winch, are we a quarterback short of a Super Bowl or do we underestimate how good Goff is? Chris? Um, Seems a weird thing to no. ask for someone that we've got on a, like, for another four years. Yeah, and we're stupid Who was at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is a Super Bowl quarterback in inverted commas. But I don't think we are a Super Bowl... A quarterback short to get to a Super Bowl, No. Do I trust him every time he, he stands under centre? No. So that's yeah, that's how I've started to feel yeah. recently. I just feel nervous when Goff's there. 
Whereas, like I said last week, I think I might have had a bit of naivety with Walford, where it's just a bit of change and excitement. But you sort of overlook maybe some of the flaws that he done in if, the game. If they're both fit, we've got to use both. That's how I see it. Because we've seen that Wolford can handle it. Yeah, very different. You're stepping into a divisional game. But we've seen how other teams, as, as well as I can't stand them, the Saints do it. They bring Taysom Hill in and it completely throws the defence off because they're not quite sure if he's going to throw it or he's going to run it. We need to do that and hopefully McVeigh is potentially, that was the idea going into Saturday last week was to actually potentially use both of them. No, there's no chance that was the idea because there's been stuff coming out that, that you know, Goff was extremely uh, disappointed, I think, is, is one word to describe it, that he, right. was, he wasn't starting. And, you know, people have this assumption that because, you know, the Saints are doing it, that everybody can do it. Taysom Hill's built like a, t- a tight end. Yeah. John Wolford is not built like a tight end. <laughs> can't, can't, like, you're, if he's on the field, he's going to be passing it. Yeah, he might be able to, to run it. Like, you know, again, I'm not comparing them ability wise, but, you know, does somebody like Lamar Jackson is going to have a designed run for him? John Wil- John Wilford might have a designed run, but you're not you're not like you're not bringing him in to scare anybody mm. in the playoffs when he said one career well two career starts, but one obviously ended extremely early. So um, this has got this a one quarterback um, offense, I think. To be honest, mm. we're going a bit more up tempo, aggressive now. Daniel Flint wants to know who else can smash Rogers up at the start of the game and step up if AD can't play as many snaps or is limited on the snap count who's the next man up Floyd That's, that seems to be the obvious choice there do you agree there Jordan yeah um, it has to be but you're hoping that it doesn't come yet that, that Aaron Donald can't play his full allocation of snaps because part of the reason Floyd gets early sacks is because of Aaron Donald so um, you know if in terms of guys in the interior, you know, Morgan Fox has been playing really well. Um, mm. Maybe maybe he's one that can continue his, his uh, form. But, yeah, you're hoping Floyd. Floyd obviously played with the Bears, who Packers are, are big rivals with, so you're hoping that he hates them, basically, and then yeah. it, it <laughs> puts the aggression into it this week. You're right. So it's hard to... You know, obviously, AD playing pretty much every game yeah, since he started. He's... Um, it's hard to know what the defence is like. I mentioned earlier about when he went off, they carried on as as they were, which was good to see, but we haven't seen him maybe play a full game without him. Um, and how many sacks would Floyd have if Aaron Donald wasn't on the field? We don't know. So hopefully all of them have a go. Get on the stat sheet. Uh, let's have a little look. Uh, what's this? Right. David P. It was worrying to see us get so many free and outs against the Seahawks. What do you think McVeigh can do to keep drives moving if we're relying on Goff? who's still clearly injured. So I guess that's more of a play question, playbook question. So whatever you just do, don't, do, don't do screens. That Whatever you do. <laughs> You're not a fan of the screen, are you? Well, we don't ever seem to be successful, <laughs> eh? That's going to be my limited, whenever I'm watching anyway. Uh, Jordan, any technical uh, playbook things you can give David P on that one? Um, no, I mean, it's... You know, for for all we know that you know the the right play might actually be called, but you know the execution is not great. For example, but 
you know, I think a lot of the times it's pretty predictable, you know, a lot of runs on first down, so maybe switch it up. But then, you know, sometimes we're a bit too pass-happy at times. It's, I think he just has to mix up a bit, maybe not second-guess himself as well. Um, you know, like, like we were talking about, the, the, the comeback of Andrew Whitworth obviously helped with the, with the running games. So I think I it goes to what you said before, Jordan. I think it's looking at that, looking at if he's moving and the, and the pocket's collapsing, it's looking for acres because look at the run, the 40-odd yards or however long it was that he got, which was just obviously to pass it down to him there. It doesn't have to go down the field. If it, if you're at third and six, you don't have to be trying to launch it. Let's just get past the sticks and move on. Do you know what I mean? So I think it could be just a matter of trying to bring it a little bit closer to Goff rather than further away. That's how I feel that he feels a little bit more comfortable rather than trying to play the deep ball all the time. I just, yeah, no, you're right. And you know, I think as well, like... I know the question says, how does McVeigh do it if we're relying on Goff? But that's the point in Goff, he's the quarterback. Like mm. You're relying on him to, to, to execute and make the right decisions, and that's what he's not been doing. You know, he, he can't, like, you know, I know people tend to think McVeigh somehow channels himself through Goff in every play because he can talk to him through the headset, like every other coach can't, he's quarterback, but. You know, out with McVeigh taking the snaps himself. You know, there's there's not much else he can do. To be fair, mm. one thing I, I thought was interesting. Not sure if any of you have mentioned it yet, but when you looked at the stats of where uh, Wolford and Goff threw it, it's got um, Goff was very much within the twenty yard sort of uh, yardage each pass. Whereas um, I think Wolford threw at least like four or five, maybe six more twenty plus yard attempts. So. I don't know if if that would help mixing up the uh, where he's targeting these wide receivers. No, but the 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 thing was, um, I'd read after the Arizona game. I think it was after the Arizona game um, that McVeigh said not much had actually changed in the game plan. So it's just mm. Wilford's taking the shots that Goff isn't. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, that's 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 a that's quarterback decisions rather than play calling. Okay, well, um, Daniel Flint again. He's been on the Facebook this time. <laughs> um, I'll just cut his question down, man. Would you? I'll, I'll change it slightly. Would you rather have the Saints not to get too far ahead of ourselves? But would you rather have Saints next round or the Buccaneers, Chris? Bucks. Yeah, Jordan. Oh, I hate looking to that further ahead than what we've no, got. No. I, I, I watched the Saints Bears game, and it was one of the worst games I've ever watched. So. <laughs> So it's cool. It'd be nice to beat them again if we get get to that point. Let's have a look at any other Facebook. Right, uh, Nick Ale says, do you know anything about Hecker's injury? Funny you brought that up, Jordan. Um, against the Bears, he had a monster game, but since then he doesn't look like his normal self. Um, I haven't seen anything official. I'd like to say he is injured, but... No, they've never put anything up, but that's the only that's the only thing I can think of is you know, go back to what was it week week fifteen the the Seahawks uh, game in Seattle the it was a it was a fifteen yard penalty um, that we got for it and the guys I don't know who it was I can't remember but he's he's went right in basically at the kind of ankle shin area of Hecker's planted uh, leg after a punt so that's the only thing I can, I can think of okay cool 
And uh, just a final one from Facebook. Uh, Andy Lamble has asked uh, a question about Brandon Staley. We have obviously talked about people, Jets and Chargers, tapping him up. And now you've mentioned he's had these interviews, um, albeit possibly asleep. Uh, he, If he does go, who do we feel would be an ideal replacement? I can probably speak for Chris and myself. And I don't know about you, Jordan, but uh, that's not my uh, area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> other coaches in the defensive <laughs> arena. But uh, obviously, I know we mentioned probably last time when he, he took on uh, Staley that he could have recruited from the inside, but obviously didn't. Um, do you know anyone on the on the inside the camp that could take that place uh, or, or outside, possibly has been sacked recently? Um, well, I mean, it always when, you, when you're talking about people that have been fired or that's... They've usually been fired for a reason. For a but, reason. <laughs> uh, obviously, McVeigh. I think he saw something in himself with Staley, so it's probably going to be you know a younger guy. Um, the two in-house are um, Aubrey Pleasant and Elijah Averro, I think his name is, and they're the cornerback and safeties mm-hmm. um, coaches. I actually thought maybe... I think it's Aubrey Pleasant was was the one that was getting talked about before Staley. Um, that's you know I don't know if maybe maybe those two combined for it or something. You know I'm not entirely sure, but you know hopefully we're we're going to get at least one more year out of Staley first. Yeah, hopefully when he took him on, he was like, "Look, you're going to be successful with me, right? Let's face it. Um, when that <laughs> happens, you're going to get tapped up, but you know you signed on this contract that you're going to at least stay here for a couple of years with me." Um, sort of thing. Uh, the only person I really know that I, I hear about is uh, Eric Henderson, our D-line coach, who obviously is doing a fantastic job. But whether that translates to a coordinator position, I, I couldn't say. But uh, he's the only other name that really jumps out to me uh, with the uh, the guys there. Dog work. I think I see, or is that how do you say it? Dog with a W. Dog work. <laughs> <laughs> D-line coach. Yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe he likes it there. He's doing a good job. Could be quite yeah. happy rather than moving I, around. I haven't got I haven't got anything to add on that. However, yeah. Yeah. hot off the press, has just had a notification come through from the NFL website that Andrew Whitworth intends to become the NFL's first offensive lineman to take snaps at the age of forty. So he does want to come back next year. There you go. Very nice. Unless his birthday's tomorrow. Did you check that out? <laughs> <laughs> it says he intends to return. He wants to be the first lineman to take snaps at the age of 40 since Shut Bruce Williams in 2001. There you go. How, how old was the oldest? 40. That is the oldest. I'm going to have to bear with. I'm going to have to look up when his birthday is now. You said that. <laughs> uh, December. December 12th. See, he's fine. He's in next year. He's in. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Right, well, that's all, that's all the questions wrapped up, guys. Um, any final thoughts at all on anything we've discussed? No, not for me. I'm just ready for Saturday's game. Glad it's at a reasonable hour for us over in the UK, sort of half nine, 20 to 10 in the evening. Um, I am just quite ready to go into Lambeau Field and grate some cheese. Bread and cheese, yeah, yeah, nice, Jordan. Um, no, not really. I think we've we'll see who the quarterback is. Um, actually, just on just on that, 
got the injured, first injury reports come out. So Aaron Donald did not participate, but McVeigh's already said he, he thinks he's going to play. You know, I don't think he really needs to practice anyway. Um, John Wilford did not participate, but Jared Goff full participation. So uh, did I say Wilford would start? I'm from Nico Goff now. Uh, <laughs> just that. So maybe they're not. Maybe they're not going to play as much mind games this week. Although I suppose he could still come out and say he's not not going to name the starter, but I think that's a pretty pretty big indication. Mm. I mean, that does feel a little bit more insulting this week, considering he closed the deal off with his injured thumb, and considering how bad it looked for Wolford to then put Wolford as a starter. Maybe that would be a little bit more distasteful for Goff. I don't know, considering you've signed him for so long. Um, so, um, yeah, so guys, uh, Green Bay, uh, 9.35, I believe I said. Is that right? Uh, it's on Game Pass. It's on Sky, my, my imagine. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, get on there. Hopefully, uh, someone did ask whether we'll see anyone do the old Rogers belt celebration, but I think our guys are probably too classy for that, I imagine. So, um, yeah, see you there. Hopefully, we get a victory and uh, make our way to the NFC Championship game. That's a bye from me. See you later, guys. Yeah, cheers.